Welcome to Tilly's Trans Tuesdays. This week we're discussing a big problem that's cropped up in our society that you might not have noticed, but it's high time you did. We're talking about the erasure of trans men. I'm Tilly Bridges, your host, and I'm joined by my writing partner, my best friend, my wife, our token cis representation, the coloring inside my black and white outline, Susan Bridges. No, I'm definitely the black and white outline. You're the color. <laughs> oh, I guess you could. Well, and it would be outside the lines because you can't be contained. Fair. Okay. Okay. I, I, Don't mind us. I like where you're going. That's fine. <laughs> Our guest this week is Ezekiel Strange. He's an illustrator, graphic designer, and lover of all things spooky and weird. He has contributed artwork to tabletop games, tarot decks, and comics. He believes in celebrating communication, kindness, and unapologetic authenticity, which is all beautiful, and I feel the same. Welcome, Ezekiel. Hello. So one thing that I didn't mention there is that we are actually working together on making a comic it is a sci-fi space comedy adventure, and uh, I don't I don't want to give too much more away than that because we're going to pitch it places, and publishers may like to keep things under wraps until they're ready to reveal stuff. But it's really great, and your art is so much fun. There's so much joy in it, and and I just love it. Every time you send us new pages, my heart explodes. Oh, geez. Well, thank you. It's it's a perfect <laughs> fit for the writing, which is frankly delightful to work with so you know it's a, a great team effort Yay. Yay. <laughs> so thank you for having me yeah we're so glad to have you on and it's really extra cool because this is the first time that we've actually gotten to speak live to each other because we live very far apart the wonders of the internet we we connected that way so we're, we're in different countries because you, you live in canada right I do. I I live in the Great White North of Toronto. Ah. Yes. Cool. I know other people in Toronto, but they're cool. So you probably are too. Oh, so you're just now you're making a blanket statement about Toronto. I do. Yes, I am. Would you agree with this? Is is Toronto cool? <laughs> well, Toronto contains many cool people. That's fair. Okay. Confirmation. <laughs> All right. All right. Well. We like to help our audience get to know our guests a little better. So let me ask you, what has been the best thing about transitioning for you? Um, so I think the best thing about transition for me has been the added mental stability. Yeah. It was it was really wild. I so I didn't there's there's this like sort of common narrative, I guess, that everybody who's trans knows that they're trans from a really young age but 
I didn't so much. I just felt terrible <laughs> about yeah. everything. And when I finally clued in and was able to access testosterone, from the first week, it was suddenly like, oh, actually, I feel okay for the first time in yeah. a long time. And, and that's stayed with me as I've, you know, continued through life. And it's been a real game changer for me. So I th I'd say that was definitely the best part. Yeah, that's that's beautiful. I mean, you know, everyone discovers it on their own time and can't rush it. You can't force it, you know, and everyone figures it out in different ways. And like, I didn't know when I was a kid, but I think if I knew that I was different than what everyone said I was. And I think if I had known what trans was, I might have been able to say, yes, that's me. And if I felt like that was okay and accepted, but I didn't have that knowledge. I didn't even know trans was a thing anyone could be when I was a kid. So, yeah, exactly. And like when I found out that trans people did exist, I found out that trans women existed, but I had no idea that any such thing as trans men yeah yeah was a thing so it, it took a very long time for that to click for me yeah i think too that like just from the medical establishment standpoint because obviously i've been on the bad end of the medical establishment many times so those are the things i remember yeah. about trans people's experiences and like there is kind of this thing where it seems like they think you must have known since you were very young and it's like, how would you even know if you didn't even know what trans was? Yeah, that I was yeah. that was that was a weird thing that I had because I didn't. There are clinics that are, um, what's the word? It just flew out of my brain. The um, gender clinic. No, the ones where you can just go in and say, "I affirm that I am trans," and they will give you yeah HRT. No, there's a special. Oh, oh, I yeah. Can't, the, my um, brain just blanked, and I know what it oh is, but I can't think of it because yeah. Informed consent. That's the one. Thank uh, you. Uh, thank you. Okay. Informed consent. I didn't have that with our medical insurance. And so I had to get past a cis gatekeeper psychiatrist and prove to her that I was trans without using, obviously, physical attributes because I did not have them yet. And yeah. she was like, well, did you see signs back when you were a kid? And I had to dig up all of these memories. I'm like, yeah, I guess that's probably what that was at the time. And I didn't realize it. But it's like, you know, I don't know. It's so... Yeah, it's not always. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's yeah. not always clear until right after you've sort of started the process and you can be like, yes. oh, I that's what all that was. Now I, yeah, yeah, now I can realize it. Yeah. But what's the flip side of the coin for you then? What's been one of the worst or most, most difficult parts about transitioning? Um, I, it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, I mean, even even outside of the moment that we're living through right now where things are very yeah. polarized, but it's just, you know, you're you're taking a step forward into something that you have no clue what it's going to be like. Yep. And that's that's a, a real, real hurdle. I remember when I was just starting testosterone, like I, the, the appointment was two days away to get the prescription and I I legitimately felt like I was dying 
you know? I was so scared. I was <laughs> like, I can't, I cannot see into my future at all. Yeah. There's this massive change. And I feel like that's, it's sort of, I feel like it gets less as you go on because you, well, you make all those changes and you live through them. Yeah. But while you're living through those changes, it's, it's a lot at a time and it, it can be very overwhelming. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I I still remember the day that I took my first HRT dose and I remember looking at the pills in my hand and while well, it was only one pill at the time, they started me on such a low dose and I was so terrified to take it because I knew that that was the start of things really changing and I really wanted to, but you don't know what's going to happen. And it was just, I, I can't, that image is burned in my brain. I'll remember it forever, that one pill sitting in my, in the palm of my hand. So you know, none of us know what we're going to get from HRT because it affects everyone differently. But I, I think that's a really important thing that you, you have to push through it. And it's hard and it is scary, but you're not the first one to go through it, right? We've, we've all been there. And so uh, hopefully you have other trans people in your life that you know that you've been with that or that you can talk to that can, you know, help you get through it. That helped me a lot, knowing a lot of other trans ladies that had done it already. You know, you can get a little bit of, of courage from the people who've gone before totally and i i think it's also important to emphasize that like taking that first dose is not like it feels like a point of no return but it's not right no they work they work so slow and you can stop them anytime if you feel yeah. uncomfortable so that's yeah. why it's so funny when people are like transitioning happens too fast i'm like really have you talked to a trans person ever yeah. clearly not <laughs> clearly not <laughs> Where can people find you online if they would like to get more of Ezekiel after listening to this episode? Yeah, so I am on Twitter at oh hey Monster Boy. I love that handle, by the way. It's so good. Thank you. And that's that's kind of where I, I dump my brain and pictures of my chinchillas. And yes! then I also write and illustrate a webcomic at www.noxhillcomic.com. It's currently on a little bit of a pause as I work on our project, but yep. I do intend very much to get back to it. So. Definitely all of you go check it out because his art is so good. We fell in love with it as soon as we we saw it. We knew that it was going to be a great fit for this project. So, Yeah, I should spell that out. I guess it's Knoxhill, N-O-X-H-I-L-L, comic.com. Okay. Yes, good. I want everyone to have that information. It will also be linked in the show notes and whatnot if you get it. And you can trust your art is good because it always has to get past me and I am the biggest hurdle with any project. You're not kidding. I have extremely high standards. Like I see stuff and I'm like, this is so good. And she's like, no, (laughs) no, all the time. So if Susan loves it, you know, I've had enough, just enough art training to be dangerous. Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get into our topic for the week. So, hey. Obviously, trans men exist, and this is a thing you're aware of. But in so much of the discourse around transness, both good and bad, trans men are left out of the conversation. So let's discuss the ways they're left out and why that is. The most recent and likely biggest way they've been left out is the discussions over abortion rights and roe falling here in the United States. Everyone who actually cares about rights and bodily autonomy was outraged, rightly so, but almost universally, the outrage was about women. Women, women, women. And now listen, I'm a woman. I love women. We're super in every way. 
but not all women can get pregnant, be they cis or trans, but also some trans men can get pregnant and this affects them too. I wrote about this right after Roe fell in the Trans Tuesday on Trans Rage, aka Stop Forgetting About Us, which you can find at TillysTransTuesdays.com. And let this be your reminder that the fight for abortion rights and the fight for trans rights and disability rights are all the exact same fight. It all boils down to bodily autonomy and how everyone deserves it and the exact same group of people led by cishet white men don't want us to have it. There's a Trans Tuesday all about bodily autonomy and how I never felt like I had it before transitioning and how that's all tied in with my tattoo, if you would like to go check that out. So trans men are at the intersection of the fight for abortion rights and trans rights. And if you need a reminder of what intersectionality is all about, and you absolutely do if you're leaving trans men out of the fight for abortion rights, there's a Trans Tuesday on that too. And we covered it just a few weeks back on episode 10 of this here podcast. But trans men are often left out of so, so much more than that. Look at trans rep in the media, such as it is. Paltry in the best of terms and still often harmful. And this is anecdotal, but you can see the Trans Tuesday in episode 3 of this show on trans rep in media for 2022 for a snapshot of what that's like. And you'll see right in that that there was a horribly transphobic joke in one show that was 100% based on ignoring the very idea of trans men. They're forgotten or discarded, often in service of hurting other trans people. So I want to ask you, Ezekiel, how have you found representation for trans men in media to be? Because it's pretty abysmal for trans women, but in my experience, it seems like trans men show up even less often. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen one in, oh my god, I forget the name of the show. It's a Netflix show about a guy who really wants to be his class president um, and his like chief of staff equivalent is a trans guy but okay. it's never explicitly acknowledged it's just kind of something yep. that if you're familiar with how trans men look then you can sort of clock that like oh hey that that person is afab but which stands for uh, assigned female at birth right but that's that's really the only one that I have ever seen. There's a there's a Kesha song from from back in the day where she explicitly she she's talking about how she's upset that her boyfriend is too emotional or whatever, and the line is like, "I just can't date a guy with a badge." So there is yeah, there's really not much of anything in, in the media at all and it's it's never treated as something that that could actually exist i guess there's buck angel is relatively well known yeah some, and yet he's got some very problematic views yes exactly and, yeah. and so he tends to be sort of trotted out by the people who who don't want trans people to exist as an example of yeah support from other trans people that trans people shouldn't exist which is an issue yeah he's like the other side of the coin from caitlin jenner yes he's not a good dude uh, the only ones that i can remember offhand is that there is a trans man recurring character on star trek discovery and he's great oh. and he's handled really well and he's in multiple seasons so he's great, and there was that one trans boy in the Wendell and Wilde stop-motion animation movie that we saw last year, and he was handled pretty well. It wasn't 
perfect because it was clear that they it was it was all like cis people behind the scenes and their heart was in the right place but there were things that they implied that I they didn't realize but outside of that I have not seen a league of their own uh, well Bert on that show is non-binary so they present kind of masculine but I think Bert identifies non-binary on the show but that's also really good trans reference. I don't think Bert's a trans man. Because, like, yeah, the Uncle Bert thing. Right. Called Uncle Bert, but yet not. Now I'm Yeah. Yeah. See you. Yeah. But yeah. it's it's really hard to find trans rep for trans men anywhere. Yeah. And... It's interesting because I, I remember speaking to another trans guy who was really excited about a character in, was it Seinfeld? It was either Seinfeld or Friends or something. They're at some sports game and this this girl character is dating this guy and she goes to ask him about something and he, you know, it's a throwaway joke and what he says is, well, I was born a little different down there. And she goes like, what? No. And then the, the conversation continues to whatever was on topic, right? But the I remember my, my trans guy friend being like, oh my God, that's totally a reference to to him being trans and I was like, well, yeah, you could take it that way. But it just seems like, um, I don't know, trans guys want more representation. It's just that we don't have it. Yeah. It's, I I don't want to say it's better or worse than trans women's situation where it's, you know, often this like specter or punchline. Yeah. But it's just, it's just not there. Right. And trans men are often also completely ignored in a lot of the legislative transphobia that's making its way through courthouses all across the U.S. And I don't mean that those horrid laws don't affect them, because they absolutely do, as much as any trans person. But their existence is completely forgotten about in the arguments in favor of those bigoted laws because the existence of trans men disproves and dismantles transphobic arguments. These laws are almost wholly focused on trans women and girls, and we'll get to why in a minute. But let's look at two of the biggest bigoted issues used to justify legislating and legalizing bigotry against us, trans people in sports and bathroom bills. As a basis, you need to know how the entire trans people in sports hullabaloo is complete and utter nonsense on every scientific level. There is a Trans Tuesday on trans people in sports, which you can look up and will show you how there's not any science whatsoever or fact behind it. But their entire faulty, bigoted argument is that trans women competing against cis women have an unfair advantage because we may, and I stress may, have higher levels of testosterone. I'm not going to debunk that here, so do check out that Trans Tuesday that I just talked about. But if that were the case, it's not. But even if it were, why do you never hear a peep from them about trans men competing against cis men, especially when trans men are taking testosterone as part of HRT? I shouldn't have to say this, but I will clarify again so nobody misconstrues. I do not want trans men to be discriminated against or for these laws to focus more on them. Absolutely not. But if the bigot's argument is that it's the testosterone that gives trans women an unfair advantage, why don't they ever complain about the people who are actually adding it to their bodies? Because trans men have been competing against cis men, just like trans women have been competing against cis women for decades. And guess what? They don't have any unfair advantage whatsoever. 
And if people who are willfully injecting testosterone to make their bodies align with their gender don't have an unfair advantage, how the hell could people who are suppressing their testosterone have an unfair advantage? Ignoring trans men here is willful ignorance. So, I don't know, Ezekiel, are you a sports guy at all? Has any of that impacted you personally? (laughs) I am not. (laughs) I am so not a sports guy. That's totally fine. But I, I do know that, like, in headlines about trans boys playing sports, because it does tend to be boys rather than men. It's just like, you know, they forced this trans boy to, you know, be in the in the girls' team. And, oh, no, he is outperforming the girls' athletes because, you know, he's on testosterone. He's boy. Yep. And doesn't belong in this league. And I believe, I could be completely wrong, but I believe there was a case where there was a trans boy fighting against that. And he did eventually win and get to participate in the in the boys' leagues because, I mean, come on. Yeah, there was, um, I can't remember his name now, but there was a, a trans teen in high school who was a wrestler and yes. wanted to compete with the boys and was forced to compete with the girls. And the transphobes used photos of him in matches with girls and said that he was a trans woman competing with oh, women. They, they just, yep. yeah. So they're like, yep. look, look how they're winning because they're a trans woman. Like, no, that's that's a trans, trans man being forced to yeah. compete with women. They completely yeah. lie and misappropriate stuff just to, to feed their, their crap because there's no science behind it. And- yeah, I saw a thing with that about trans women who had been like competing in bike races. Yeah. And the transphobes tried to use that and be like, this man is competing with women. And it's like, well, if you read about this woman, she lost her health care. She lost the ability to stay on hormones. And so she did go back to competing on the men's team. Like there are perfectly logical, like this woman detransitioned because she couldn't get health care. That's terrible. That's horrible. But she was trying to play by yeah. rules all along the way for like decades. Yeah. Just horrible. Yeah. In terms of the bathroom bills that are making it through courthouses, all you ever hear about is the quote unquote danger of we trans women being in women's bathrooms because society continues to paint us as nothing more than sexual predators who are men in dresses and that we only do it to assault women. Never mind that. Cis men assault women all the time, right in public, and don't need to be dressed as people to do it. in every possible conceivable place, it happens constantly all the time. Yeah. Sure Never mind that, that no cis man who wanted to sexually assault women would go through everything we trans women go through just to perpetuate an assault. It's some real smooth brain argument there. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. Like, oh, yes, I have a, a desire to assault somebody in order to, you know, slake my sexual appetite in the moment. So for that, I am going to go through a years-long process where I will <laughs> yeah. affect Change my Change my entire wardrobe and go on many medical treatments. <laughs> put myself at the forefront of discrimination. This is why turfs are cause, literally the dumbest people alive. Yeah, like cause trouble for myself at work, cause trouble for myself with family, cause trouble yep. for myself with friends. Also, I can many years from now sexually <laughs> assault somebody in a bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Finally. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm pretty sure that if you are really desperate to do that, you're you're just gonna do that. 
Yeah, you're not gonna right away. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you're yeah. not gonna you're not gonna hatch this strange multi annual <laughs> plan. Yeah, <sighs> yeah, wild. And you know that also ignores that most sexual assaults happen with someone the victim already knows, and that the most cursory search of news stories will show you that it's something that never happens, and yet trans women are routinely the victims of sexual assault ourselves. And have you ever heard of any of those bigots talk about trans men in men's bathrooms? No. Why? Why would they just ignore that? Well, why the hell do you think? Because what their bigoted laws are suggesting is that if you send trans women into men's bathrooms, where we're very likely to be assaulted, then you must also send trans men into women's bathrooms. Now, there are photos of these trans women I'm going to mention in the social media and Google Doc versions of this topic, but you can also do a quick search for them or any trans men. But the ones specifically that I included photos of were Adian Dowling, Laith Ashley, Brian Michael Smith, and Elliot Fletcher. And I want you to look at them. Look at any trans men. That is who bigots think should be using women's bathrooms. I mean, they're all very hot. So would you mind? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, but the thing is, they're men. They're all very obviously men. Right, and obviously this is never mentioned by a transphobe. And but. I think most cis women would be uncomfortable with them in a bathroom. And As I said, I'd be okay, but... <laughs> sure, but, but I just want people to understand that the only reason bigots ignore trans men is because their very existence disproves the entire line of attack against trans people that is almost exclusively targeted at trans women. And why is that? Well, if you haven't figured it out already, it's misogyny. So started variety sexes. Specifically, it's trans misogyny, but it's also just the hatred of women in general, because trans men rejected womanhood to be their true selves, and society doesn't have a problem with that in general. Right, because it's sexism. Right. Because a woman thinks... No way a man would ever really want to be a woman because yep. being a woman sucks. But of course you'd want to be a man and have more power and well, all of those things that the patriarchy gives you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's still definitely a portion of transphobes who think trans men are quote-unquote confused lesbians, which I hate, and it's complete and utter nonsense. But that also ignores all the gay trans men. And how can you not see how transparent everything is? It's... how. Oh. So I have two points. One about the, the bathroom thing and, and one about yeah. the uh, confused lesbian thing. Yeah. So the bathroom thing is actually pretty pretty funny because, you know, the discourse around it is that it's, it's a very dangerous thing, right? And it is for trans women, for a lot of trans women. Yeah. And, you know, because there's relatively little... I suppose, discourse around trans men, I was always really afraid to start using the men's bathroom. Sure. And I don't like using the men's bathroom, but not for that reason. It's because men's bathrooms <laughs> are filthy. You are not wrong. Oh, it's my true. God. It's, I Day think, and that's night actually... Yeah. You know what? I take back my earlier response. The worst thing about my transition is men's bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Fair. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like... If oh they oh so bad, yep yep. I the first time I went into a public men's bathroom I was appalled, but also the first time I went into a public men's bathroom and every time since when I was still pretty feminine looking. The only reaction I got was maybe a glance. Nobody cared. 
certainly not enough to say anything. It was really like a non-issue. So, you know, this idea that trans people being in the bathroom that, that matches their identity is like somehow, you know, some, some nefarious, dangerous plot that's going to undo the fabric of society. It's just, it's just <laughs> really not the case. Nobody actually yeah. cares. Yeah, especially since to every cis person listening, you've already been in public bathrooms with trans people. You know, you can buy stickers on Etsy that say that. You could put it on the back of bathroom stalls, say, a trans person definitely peed here once. Yeah, everything was fine and you never even knew. But continue, yeah. continue. So that's the bathroom thing. And then the confused lesbian thing. I remember someone I was once very close to believed that... And this is this is like the confused lesbian access to patriarchy. Mm-hmm. But someone oh. I was once very close to believed that you know transitioning was really about access to patriarchy and running away from the oppression that that women uh-huh. face. And I mean, don't get me wrong, women absolutely face oppression on on a lot of levels. But their argument for this was was a detective that they had once spoken to who had worked on a serial killer case and they wow. said that this went somewhere yeah. I didn't expect yeah okay. I know right it's a bit <laughs> grim but they said that this this detective had been you know so traumatized by working on this case that you know oh this detective looked exactly like a looked like a man was dressing like a man etc that detective actually put out a book about the case and in that book talks about hey actually i'm a trans man so it wasn't a matter of like a a traumatized woman trying to avoid the notice of men it was a guy being a guy and something that transphobes really like to talk about or mock, I suppose, is when they're mocking trans people, they they only show pictures of trans people who have barely started their transition. <laughs> you know, yep. transition is a process. Yep. It takes years. You don't just years say, I'm trans today and tomorrow look completely different. That's not yeah. how it works. Nope. And it would be nice, but no. It would be great, but it's it's not like that and i think that they count on people not understanding that this is a process this is a a whole gauntlet of changes that happen gradually yeah how yeah and misogyny permeates every corner of our society and it's why tomboys are accepted and even celebrated but a man who's even slightly effeminate is ridiculed and mocked and often attacked Masculinity is celebrated and femininity is ridiculed. And we trans women who society quote unquote gifted with manhood rejected it. We said nah and threw it away. And in the false cis binary matrix of society, there is no greater threat to rich, able-bodied, cishet white men's power than rejecting masculinity. And that trans men want masculinity, but not that masculinity, and don't wield it like a weapon of oppression as society dictates, and have by and large completely rejected toxic masculinity, also disproves absolutely everything society wants you to believe about men. Trans men aren't out there assaulting women. Cis men are. 
And it's not the victim-blaming refrain of how women dress. Because guess what? Trans men see the same women. They don't have impulse control problems. They don't use their masculinity to hurt others. I wanted to ask you, Ezekiel, are there other ways that the seeming erasure of trans men has affected you? It's It's got to be more than what I've talked about so far. So I wanted to get your perspective on that. Yeah, you know, I remember when I was really early in the process of my transition. Yeah. You know, I was getting a lot of community on Twitter. And sure. What made that difficult was that I was, it was very easy to find trans women on Twitter. Trans yeah. women are great at building community with one another. And there are these, these very robust networks of trans women. It was so hard to find trans men. Yeah. You know, that, now that you bring that up, that's a good point. Cause like I, I follow you and I follow several other trans men, but it pales in comparison to the number of trans women. And that wasn't I not like I was actively only seeking out trans women. I'm just like, cool, trans people. I like trans people. And trans men are much harder to find. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't really know what that's about. You know, I think that trans women have had to build their own sort of place to be because of yeah. social rejection in, in many different places and i think it makes sense that that those are you know more established and and easier therefore to find but i i think yeah there's just this this real sense of like when you're a trans guy unless you have some kind of in-person community with other people like you it's just so hard to find other people i, w I went to a trans support group for a little while and there was one other trans guy there out of 10 people wow yeah and i think there's there's sort of this sense that trans men shouldn't speak about our experiences as trans men that by accessing masculinity we are now a privileged class and have the same inherent issues socially that cis men do. Yeah, I've heard that a lot and I, it's such bullshit. Trans men do not have cis male privilege and anybody, like I spent, you know, before I transitioned my life around a lot of other cis men and I will tell you as a person who did not conform to what cis men thought you should be they're going to let you know you are not going to have the same privilege that they do and i don't believe that any trans man does and i don't know that 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 makes me so mad yeah plus like i mean so if a trans guy did have male privilege it would be conditional on not yep. being clocked right you have to be closeted as a trans guy and really just you have to be stealth as a trans yeah. guy to access the same kind of privilege that a cis guy might and even then you still don't have the same amount of privilege because there are ways that privilege affects cis men that are cumulative so for instance yep. in a professional context cis men have specific attitudes and networks and 
abilities to engage in certain ways that trans men never learned. Yep. I, I transitioned later in life, so it's particularly notable in, in the case, like in my case and in the case of other guys who've, who've transla- uh, transitioned later in life. But, you know, where cis men would have gone through years of a career able to network and and make friends and sort of you know there's that the the whole mediocre white man thing where yep. like you don't even have to try really <laughs> and you, you just you fail upward oh yeah yeah and you know that's not true of of all white cis men obviously but it is a definite thing and yep it's it's much less available to trans men not that that's a bad thing nobody you know like failing upwards is not uh, aspirational but yeah like there's just the privilege concept doesn't doesn't map on to trans men the same way as to cis men yeah that is a really good point and i'm so glad you brought it up thank you for being here ezekiel it was lovely to have your thoughts on this oh thank you for having me yeah, it was great to, great to talk about it. Thank you for, for, thank you for talking about it. <laughs> Absolutely. As my final thought, I want to say that trans men are shining beacons that disprove absolutely everything the false binary of society wants you to believe. So the only way bigots can perpetrate their hate is by ignoring their existence altogether. But those of us who aren't bigots must do better. We need to be allies to trans men. They're an important and vital part of this fight. They show us everything beautiful a man can be, and they are our brothers who deserve respect. And it's high time we started showing it. Tilly Bridges, End Transmission. Tilly's Trans Tuesdays is hosted by Tilly Bridges and Susan Bridges, with audio editing and sound mixing by Jillian Morgan. Special thanks to Daisy and Jane for the use of Sorry Not Sorry as our show's theme music. Please stop by and show your support at daisyandjane.bandcamp.com and soundcloud.com slash daisyandjane. You can find me at Tilly Bridges on Twitter and Hive, on Mastodon at tillybridges at mastodon.social, at facebook.com slash tillysbridges, and on Insta at heckyeahtillybridges. And you can find Susan on all of those at Susan L. Bridges. The Google Doc and social media versions of this week's topic and all past topics are available at TillysTransTuesdays.com. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening. I'm going to take that one again. Sorry, Jillian. She's our editor. She's great. I apologize.